Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast, a special conversation series that provides a safe space for women of color to share their worthy aha moment. I'm your host, Dominique Clark. And sis, I'm here to remind you that you've been worthy. Hey, Ben Worthy Beauties. Welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast limited series, God Therapy Yoga Wine, featuring my sister-in-love, Renee Clark. Hey, sis, hey. Hi. <laughs> we decided to invite you all into our sister talks, conversations we've had as black women and sisters that have moved our relationships forward and our lives. So we're excited about it. And I'm so excited to have gone through this series with you we're on episode five and let me tell you it's been good are you enjoying it listen who knew that we (laughs) well we knew we could talk this much together because we do it at the table um but i'm excited that people have gotten to listen in yeah Um, so yeah i can't believe it but i'm excited for it i'm excited well tell the people about god therapy yoga wine yeah so god therapy yoga wine is a community forum where we inspire women to pursue their passion and live out their purpose now by sharing with them um best practices for self-care but also providing resources to help them pursue their passions whatever that might look like Yeah. yeah so this episode is entitled you can't escape loss so for those who may be tuning in for the first time god therapy yoga wine it's renee's um godchild um and this is her business she created this and i wanted to get your thoughts first on why you wanted to include this particular topic in this series yeah, I, I wanted to include it, um, and I know you're going to ask, but I, I, I was trying to be like really cute and have a title so you can't escape loss, but I really wanted to have a discussion about grief mm-hmm. because I think for me it was in my grief that God revealed my purpose. Mm. And I thought um, that there was no way I could do this series. There was no way that I could... Um, move forward with God Therapy Yoga Wine without addressing the role that grief has played, not just in producing this, but in my life and what I've learned about it and and, and the importance of us talking about it um, as a community. And so th- that's the role for me. I yeah. really feel like my, my, my purpose was birthed in my grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked for a split minute, like when reviewing this episode, like do we say grief or do mm. we say loss? And like, What's the the difference between the two? And just so everyone's clear that's listening, um, grief is a natural response to loss. Right. And so we're going to talk about our response to the loss that we've experienced and how we've kind of moved through that. And so this can kind of be a heavy topic Mm. because loss is hard. Yeah. Um, What has been your greatest loss? Ah, I think, ooh, I think I've had a, a right, ooh, hold on, in a moment. Um, this may or may not be edited out. I think I've had several losses that at that point in time, those were my greatest losses. Okay. Because no one 
and I'm and I'm saying loss in this time in terms of death of losing someone close to me. Okay. Um. So very early on, I yeah. I lost people from grandparents. Um. I've lost a cousin earlier in life, but I would say the greatest loss to me, um, that kind of birthed my purpose or helped me move forward in my purpose was um. And, you know, I want to honor her in all the ways. Shelly Deneen Kennedy, who was one of my dearest friends who I met sixth grade on a bus. Wow. And so in 2021, we lost her unexpectedly. And unexpectedly. A year ago to the date that we are recording this episode. Yeah. And unexpected, like, spoke to her on Friday, went to bed, woke up, phone, crazy, voicemails, FaceTime. What I know what was going on. Finally called with my friends, and they said she was gone. Wow. And I think someone my age who's walked beside me in my life. That's right. Who you weren't expecting to go before you, who you're expecting to experience the rest of your life moments, is no longer there. All that wrapped up in one was just, like, overwhelming. And um, to say the least. And I think that is... um, I would have to say, yeah. um, has been my greatest loss if I were to be like in the most recent, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've found a way to honor her too, as I look at your wrist. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> never, you know, I, I didn't know I wanted to have a piece of her with me all the time. Yeah. Um, and she actually would make jewelry. That was her solace, that was her, her peaceful place. Mm-hmm. And so, a um, few months after her passing, I decided I was going to get a bracelet done. Um, and ha- carry her initials. Pink was her favorite color, um, and it has a heart because, um, to me, in some way, I wanted to keep her heart close to me. And so, you know, right here on your wrist is that vein, and so I wanted to keep her close. So really thoughtful and intentional about where yeah. it was placed and, yeah. and keeping her with me every day. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No. Mm-hmm. I love it. For me, I agree. I think I can call out two moments mm-hmm. that were that I consider my greatest loss. One, when I lost my grandmother, she was the closest person to me to ever pass. Um, difficult because earlier in our relationship, we did not, we were not close. Mm-hmm. But later in her life, we were thick as thieves. That's I friends. cared for her. While she was in the hospital, I watched TV with her and napped with her. I had my best naps. There's something about, like, your grandmother's house where it's, like, hot. It's comfortable. That warmth <laughs> would just knock you out. You cozy. Um, we ate together, like, and she adored my husband. Like, he was, you know, so she was just my sweetheart. So when I realized I was losing her, it was very devastating for me, and it was hard for mm-hmm. me to recover from that. Um, very hard. And then the other moment would be when I lost myself Mm. Um, there was a season in my life where I felt like I needed to conform I needed to be like other people someone outside of myself for acceptance to feel loved to feel like I was enough and I was going down this rabbit hole that I could not keep up with because 
it wasn't me. It wasn't who mm. I was. And it impacted my relationships. When I did find the moment, finally get to the moment that I came back to myself, I realized the people, places, and things that I had engaged with were not aligned with who I was. Um, so I'd have to say those were the greatest losses. Thankfully, I've come back yeah. to myself. And I'm glad. I know exactly who I am, and I stand in that uh, confidently. Um, but I still miss my granny. Oh, yeah. You know, you still have those moments, even though I know she's right in a great here. place. She's right here. I feel her all the time. Um, but I miss her. Mm-hmm. I miss her. Um, what have you learned about grief? You know, because I think, especially in black families, ooh, we will hold a secret to the end. We don't necessarily talk about, are vulnerable a lot around loss and grief. And so as a child, you're watching the older people in your life behave around these things, and you're not really know, getting a healthy perspective on what you should do and how you should handle grief and loss. So then when it comes in your life, you don't know what you're doing. No. And I think you're spot on, right? We are so used to communities like, People pass away, you move on. You move on. I'm like, well, well, what is moving on? Because to me, moving on feels like I'm crying every day, falling apart. I don't know how y'all are functioning, but I can't. That's this right. is not for me. And so I, 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 I starkly remember, um, you know, my mother's mother, my nana passed away. Mm-hmm. Same with, I, I don't know the exact, I will, I will never try to take on someone else's feelings because ours are our own. But I think the dynamic of our relationships are similar. You talk about your grandma. My nana was, at that point, third grade, everything to me, right? Yeah. The memories of, she would, when she picked me up from school, I was excited because I knew nana was going to take me to McDonald's. I was going to get a cheeseburger <laughs> half day with Dr. Pepper. Okay. Okay. If I caught my nana, my nana was going to pick me up. I was going to stay the night. Yeah. And so Easter Sunday of third grade, she passed away. Mm. And I starkly remember because a few weeks before that, I told my mom, nana's going to pass. Oh, you did. Mom was like, huh? I said, yeah, Nana's going to pass away. My mom remembers that night before she did, she heard me talking. And when she, now this part I don't remember, but when I came to, she was like, yeah, you said there was a light and you were talking. Wow. So Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, third grade, she passed away. So from the relationship I had with my Nana was so strong, and I never forget the funeral happened. We did the wake, but we didn't go to the funeral. And so Wesley said that to me. We did not. And so for me, yeah. I never, I didn't get the graveside. I never got closure because maybe my family thought I'm too young, I couldn't right. handle. Right. But I think for me, and then if I fast forward to 2016 when my great aunt, her sister passed away, mm-hmm. who became like a surrogate for me, um, when she passed, the grief that I had in that passing, yeah. I knew, I told someone, I'm grieving this hard because I never knew or got the chance to grieve my Nana. Wow. And so I carry both of that. And so I think what I learned about grief is people pass away, yeah. you got a service or a funeral, and you keep moving, right? Yeah. You don't see the healthy spaces of it's okay to cry and break down. You're going to have good days, bad days. You don't get that. And so I never learned how a healthy grief looks like. And not that the adults in my life weren't doing it. Yeah. I just didn't have the conversation to know. Yeah. So um, so I think that's what I learned. I, I learned people pass away. 
part of life. They go to heaven. Hopefully they know Jesus. Yeah. And you had his service, and then you keep the next day happens. Yeah. And so I think that, for me, is made it tough because it's like, well, shoot, am I okay that I feel? That's right. And this is how I'm responding? Um, but then when you talk to people, it's like, no, I would go into a room and I would cry. Well, yeah. well why didn't you? Because t- now I thought something was wrong with me that you yeah. didn't have those conversations. So I think we have to talk about grief um, and be realistic about what it can look like for people. Yeah. And I think that we haven't seen enough of our people dealing with mm. the grief. Um, I remember... Um, Growing up, I never really saw my mom or my dad, after experiencing great loss, deal with grief, right? Mm. And then here so recently, I just had a baby. The day that we're recording this, my baby is four months old. And that's a traumatic event. And you can experience grief from any traumatic event that has happened. And you know after giving birth, you can deal with postpartum stuff and all or all other sorts of things, and so I have kind of been on this emotional roller coaster with all the things that are going on. And usually, I would hide that mm-hmm. from my girls because I never. And, and they're so empathetic mm-hmm. that if I'm crying or their dad's crying or anybody close to them that they love, they see is crying or down or sad, they too then become sad. And not too long ago, I was so emotional just dealing with the grief that I'm experiencing from that traumatic event. And I let my daughter see me cry. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want her to get so worked up. But I realized she needs to know that it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And that it's okay to be vulnerable and get it out. And it's important to do that. Right. Right. And there's no need to internalize the feelings because I couldn't really control it in that moment, Mm -hmm. right? But then she also got to see mommy be okay. So I had my moment, and then I was able to work through that and process it, and now mommy can have a smile. So she can see that, yes, I can grieve. I can go, I'm going to go through some challenges. There may be moments where I'm not okay, but I will be okay, and I Mm -hmm. will get through it. And I've seen my mom and my parents show me this, and I'll be all right. And so when I think about that, in terms of what we've learned about grief mm-hmm. and not really being exposed to how to handle it in a healthy way, it makes me more intentional about how I'm dealing with my own grief considering I have two people, well, three people watching me. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you move through it in a healthy way? What does that look like? Um, if I'm honest, for me, and, and I've had a lot of grief, right? And... You know, and losing grandparents, great grandparents. You know, I've been, for- and so I also will say I've been fortunate in my life, right? Because I talk to people too yeah. who didn't know their grandparents. That's right. I've known both sides of my grandparents, and thank God, I my my father's parents are still living. Who yeah. Our relationship too is so special, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for them um, and what they pour into me. But I've had grandparents and great grandparents. Yeah. I'm like the the stories and the right. wisdom. So. Um, but I've also lost young people, too, that have been close to my life. So what I have learned in healthy ways of grieving now, you know, I'm always plug it to God's therapy, yeah. right? Because that has helped me. Because also my therapist has signaled for me, there have been moments where I've been depressed, yeah. operating in grief. And grief isn't always death in terms of someone losing somebody. Right. Um, 
I've been through a divorce. That's grief. Yeah. That's grief because you've been with somebody. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to be with them forever. Yeah. And still love him. Yeah. So real quick, still care for him. Yeah. Want the best in his life. But our puzzle pieces stop fitting. Mm-hmm. But you grieve what you thought the future was going to be with that person. That's right. You grieve the dynamic and the relationships that you had with that family. Yeah. So there's a grief for that, right? Um, And so having all types of grief swirling, I think healthy, it has been having my therapist. Yeah. But also allowing myself the moments to break down because I can't hold it in. Because what happens is it's going to build up. Then I'm going to be at the job and somebody's going to say something and you about to get all of this (laughs) because I didn't... I didn't recognize it. Like, oh, I'm sad today. Yeah. So taking the time to recognize it and work through that has been healthy for me in my grief. But then also finding outlets mm-hmm. of those moments, right? Because I can't stay depressed. I can't stay yeah. in the dark of it. Yeah. I've got to come out and do things that make me then feel good yeah. and take away the heaviness of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, those, the healthy ways for me have been therapy, finding good, good outlets, talking to other people. Yeah. So I'm fortunate, like, you know, with Shelly, there's a, there's a group of us who are friends. Right. Um, and so we lean in on each other, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good for us because no one will understand like we know. Yeah. And so we have, we have promised each other to be that safe place. So finding people who are willing to be safe for you yeah. when you're like, it don't matter if it was. A year ago, 20 years ago, it might still hit you the same. So you need safe places to be able to have those moments and yeah. people who are who will lean in with you. So I love that. So you kind of talked about a little bit not dealing with it mm-hmm. and how it can show up in your life mm-hmm. when you don't. So have you ever tried to escape grief? And how did it manifest in your life? Oh, I was just mean. <laughs> so, yes, I tried to escape it because I didn't know what to do with it and didn't That's think right. I should still be feeling the way I felt. Mm. Right? Time, Like, why am I still feeling this way? Got it. Something like, And then you think, like, what's wrong with me that other people have moved on and I can't move on? Right. Right? So then I was just mean. I was mean. And then the second thing I will say is I started operating outside of myself. I moved away from my core. Mm. And so when I wasn't trying to address it or deal with it or recognize it, I started having actions that weren't who I was. Yeah. It was like, and you know, that's not even you, Brene. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. But I'm, I'm trying to cope. I'm trying to deal. I'm trying to figure out how to keep it going. Um, and so, yeah, I got mean. I was probably mean, you know. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I'm sorry. Apologize yeah. to anybody that got that. I'm short, <laughs> testy at work. You know, th- that's how it comes out for me because yeah. – I, I'm trying to figure out where to place these feelings. Where do I where I put them? Yeah. Um, so you could you could get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's not good. Anybody can get it. <laughs> that's what I was. Anybody can get it today. Because I ain't feeling good. So you gonna get this. You talk about grief not just being a result of death, but it's mm-hmm. so true. It could be a marriage. It could be a friendship. Mm. And I know those are things that I'm still grieving. And when I think about loss, sometimes you've lost something way before you let it go. Mm-hmm. And you're still hanging on. And so escaping loss in that way, trying to escape it, and then it manifesting in more toxicity, mm-hmm. you feeling less of a person, undervalued, in a toxic situation that you know you should be out of, but for some reason you just want to hang on. Yeah. But it's gone. It's dead. Yeah. It's no longer alive. And so for me... It became, when we talked about when your body fails you, it starts manifesting in your body. You start stressing. My blood pressure starts going up. Lord, help me. Like, all the things. And so, 
grief sometimes or loss is sometimes something you still have that's still kind of present in your life, but you haven't let go of. And so that was kind of my, mm. you know, yeah, trying to escape something that I should have, but I was still trying to hang on because history, because it was important to me in some moment or because I just still had hope that it could be better when yeah. reality was telling me that it wasn't. Yeah. You know? And I think, too, we talked about this before, there's some fear yes. in losing. Yes. Right. Because at least this thing I know. Let's stay with fear. Because I know this. Yeah. I know the chaos. I know the toxicity. I know if this happens, I give it a couple of weeks, now it's going to look like this. I know the pattern. Better the devil you know. Than the one you don't. Than the one you don't. But now, so the fear is I let this go. What is this going to look like? Yeah. But I challenge that because the loss is nothing but pruning. Mm. Right? So when you have a flower, when you have a plant, sometimes some dead leaves got to fall off. That's right. Sometimes you got to repot that plant and cut some roots off because they no longer are getting what they need to nurture you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the loss is necessary it's for the necessary. growth. It's right? necessary. And I, you, and even, and even sometimes when you liken it to death, where we hate it, we don't like to talk about it. But sometimes someone's purpose, and the life they they they've run their course, they've done what they were supposed to do for God, because that's the only reason He takes them. And so now, what do we learn from that? What what is meant for me to gain from this being yeah. lost out of my life, yeah. right? And so I think that is the piece when I think about not necessarily death, but the other thing, the other types of dynamics you talked yeah. about. There's some pruning. And pruning is good. Yeah. Because, listen, I want all the greenery. Come on. <laughs> so, if, so if some leaves have to fall off, that's all right. If some roots have to be trimmed, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And maybe yeah. vice versa, too, because sometimes some that's people right. need to lose me. That's it. Sometimes I ain't the one for you, baby. Sometimes some... I am not good for, for other you. people. And that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. It's okay. And maybe we'll circle back later, but right yeah. now in this time. Yeah. So... I wanted to stick with fear because that is a very real feeling mm -hmm. when it comes to loss. Oh, yeah. What is or what has been your exit plan for fear in the event of loss or when you know it's time mm -hmm. to let go and yeah. move on? What has been your exit strategy? And do you have one? Because you may not have one. Yeah, I don't know. If I have one, but I would say my spiritual advisor, coach, has worked with me to say, operate as if it's already happened. What does that mean? So, as I prepare myself mm -hmm. for losing someone who is dear to me, I operate as if that person has already been healed and it's gone from here. Okay. Whether that healing happened on this side or the other. Yeah. Don't and do it. I know. And so my exit strategy for the fear is to say, you don't control me anymore because I already know what the outcome is going to be. And so I'm going to live each day and each moment as if I already know. Yeah. And so if I live in that way, if I operate in that way, in that dynamic, I can get the most out of it. I can get the most fulfillment in the moment we're in. Yes. And so every phone call, mm -hmm. every text message, mm -hmm. 
every face-to-face interaction is. You are. It is everything. And so fear doesn't get to bind me anymore because I'm not scared to lose what's God's. I'm not scared to lose what's God's. Because it's not mine. It is not ours. It's not mine. So I'm not scared to lose what's God's. That's good. Renee, that's good. Y'all, I'm taking a sip. That's <laughs> <laughs> every moment. Yeah, it was so good. Ooh. This is the episode Renee, that got this, me. We were doing so good. We said the... we weren't going to cry. Renee said she wasn't going to cry, y'all. <laughs> but that's good. Yeah. And it's so real. Mm-hmm. It's so real. When you think about how you're addressing loss and grieving, you kind of talked about it. And we're in this whole God Therapy Yoga Wine series. I feel like my go-to is God Therapy Yoga and Wine. Well, God <laughs> Therapy Walking and Wine. Because <laughs> y'all know I'm not, I don't do the yoga. Yeah. But all of the above. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you just need a glass with your good girlfriend and just yeah. cry, laugh, commune, mm-hmm. whatever. Sometimes it's just a you and God moment, mm-hmm. and you need understanding, or you need peace, or you need him to comfort you. Yeah, You know, sometimes it is, I need to get this out through physical activity, right? Or connect yeah. with myself through that physical activity. And so, therapy, Lord, you might have to sit on somebody's couch and yeah. process and, and talk process. it through and get the necessary tools to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accountability. All of those things. So when I think about this series and when I think about the topic of loss and grief, it's all of the above for me. Yeah. I need a, I need it all. I need it all. Some days, one more than another, but all of it. Okay, so we are not going to get emotional anymore for the remainder of this episode because guess what time it is? Random Rapids. Rap- rap- random Rapids. Rap- random Rapids. Rap- 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 we're going to have a theme song at some point. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to start. If you're new to the episode or to this podcast and series, um, our random rapid ep- uh, segment is when we put, pick a question out of our cute little fishbowl here with falling beads. Yes. <laughs> and we try to answer them quickly, but they're fun and cute little questions just for you to get, a little, get to know a little bit more about us. Um, and maybe they're questions that you can ask yourself in your own life. All right. What will you tell your girls about romantic love? Mm, that's a good question. I will tell my mm. girls, my nieces and my daughters, about romantic love. That first you need to love yourself. Yes. Because you can't tell your partner how to love you unless you know how you want to be loved. So love you first. And I think that's important. Yeah. Take the time to get to know you. Don't rush. Don't let IG tell you that you need to be in matching outfits and that y'all have to be like in this deep yeah. romance at 13. <laughs> can, you, can you wait a little bit? Okay. Um, so that's what I would tell them. I would say, figure out what you, you know, figure take some time for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't rush. Yeah. Okay, so I have to agree with you. First love is self-love. That's mm-hmm. the foundation before any relationship. In addition to that, know your worth. Mm. Then date. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but then the second piece, you know, my husband and I have been together since 16. It is not 
normal every day that you see people who started dating at 16, get married in their 20s, have kids, and 19 years later of being together and 12 years of marriage are still happy and want to be together. Right. So what I want to teach them about romantic love is don't try to emulate mommy and daddy. Our love story is our love story. Our journey is ours, and yours will be completely different. Mm -hmm. So, yes, find a man like your daddy, but don't think you have to go down the same path and journey that we had. Like, find love and make it special and work for you. Yeah, you know? that's who your daddy is now is your daddy. It's not who this Now who he was at 16. And that's the whole six, truth. And who this 16-year-old boy is going to be to you. Oh, that's true. he's 16. He's not going to be 40-something. He don't know. He don't Mm-mm. know. Mm-mm. He don't know. So, yeah, define it for yourself. Don't, yeah. you know, don't try to copy someone else's thing. Like, define your own relationship for you. All right, your turn to pick from the book. Okay. I feel like there should be a drum roll. Ooh. (laughs) What's your favorite worship song? Ooh. Oh. Donnie McClurk, the McClurkin, Speak to My Heart. Ooh, I don't know why I'm just getting emotional just thinking about that. I feel like, especially with everything that we've talked about, sometimes we can find ourselves in a space where we feel alone and isolated, mm. we feel unsure, we don't know which way to go, and literally all we have to rely on is God. And in that moment, for me, I've had several moments where I've just been face down, probably in a child yoga pose. There you go. Good job. <laughs> okay, look. Good job. See how I brought that in? And just crying out to God, speak to my heart, give me the words. Mm. Show me the way because I don't know. And all I have is you. So that would be it for me. It gets me every time. Every time. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Yeah, I think mine would be um, Donald Lawrence's Ultimate Relationship. Mm. Because it it just talks about starting your day off with God and the relationship, like what that that time is. Um, So that that is mine. Every morning I play it. Every morning. Mm-hmm. Well, recently, and we you know we were we um, shared this song too, but I've been putting it in rotation um, lately, heavy rotation lately. Um, just like God by Evie McKinney. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. woo. That's on my list too. Let me tell you, and that's what we're gonna be singing as God shows up in our life in this season in a way that I believe that He is. We're gonna be like, ain't that just like God? Mm-hmm. That's just how He does us. That's what, that's what He does. You know, okay, last question. <laughs> Favorite sex position. Oh, we're not gonna say we that. We don't went from Jesus to <laughs> we'll say that one for I will say that one for the next one, the next podcast. Okay, Save y'all. So that means you have to tune we'll in say that one. to the next episode in this series to hear Renee and I's favorite sex position. Lord help us, Jesus. Okay, that's We're a good all adults. You have three children. Listen, I think that's very you know fair. they got here somehow. All right. The real third question. Okay. <laughs> what was the worst massage you ever got? Yes. So here I was. <laughs> this is a good one. Here I was on this little vacation at one of these all-inclusive resorts. And you know they're already overpriced. And I can't remember. I think it was like the Dominican, like on the beach or whatever. 
I said, ma'am, I want all my money back. I could have went to Massage Envy. It was so terrible. Like, you had the great backdrop, and then it was just a terrible. I was just not happy. So, yeah. Because self-care for me, all them, one of my self-care things is massages. I love. Okay. Once a month, I get a massage because I carry my stress in my back and my shoulders. Okay. So, I get knots. So, that's a self-care. Like, and if I skip a month, they're like, ooh. I was like, I know. They could tell, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, like, lady, you got this beautiful backdrop. And then you suck. Okay. But now, listen, if y'all don't get into massages, you should. It wasn't yeah. until September of 2021 that I started a monthly membership where I get massage and or facial depending yeah. on the month. And the wonders that it's done for my body. And so I cannot say that I've had a bad massage today. Well, that's good. So right now we're I'm not going to speak it. They, they're acting okay. right. They, they're doing right. Okay, y'all. Another another good episode. But you know, before we end, we got to share our pip. So Renee... Tell us what a pip is. Remind us what a pip is. Not a pimp, a pip. And what is our pip moment for today? So pip stands for passion, inspiration, and purpose. Yes. And so those are the three tenets of God Therapy Yoga One. So our pip moment for today is time does not heal all, mm. but it gives you the opportunity to gracefully cope. So cry if you want to. Cry if you want to. Listen, today's episode was certainly heavy, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's okay. And it was necessary. Listen, y'all, you know I never want y'all to miss a good episode of Been Worthy the Podcast, especially this God Yoga Therapy One series, because it's been everything. If you enjoyed it, sis, tell somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. Like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to Been Worthy the Podcast. Renee, tell us how we can connect with God Therapy Yoga One. Yes, you can find me on Instagram under the handle the Renee Edition, hashtag God Therapy Yoga One. I'm also Facebook with a group, God Therapy Yoga One. And we have a website that we are launching. So please go ahead yes, and subscribe, yes. GodTherapyYogaWine.com. And look, sis, we definitely want you to connect with Ben Worthy online at BenWorthy.com and on social at Ben Worthy Media. As always, I love you for listening. Chat soon. <laughs>